I need this gospel reading this morning. I need to see Jesus, God in his glory, her glory, dazzling beyond belief. I need a glimpse of God that's so much bigger than all of us because I've been struggling with hope. I confess it's not easy to get up here and preach the good news when deep in my heart of hearts, I feel the weight of the world's woes. This week, anti-Semitism writ large in our own backyard. The shooting of two Orthodox Jewish men in broad daylight, a perpetrator who deliberately sought out kosher markets and targeted men with head coverings. While I think, yay, Los Angeles declared a state of emergency around homelessness, and extra yay that Santa Monica jumped on board and also declared a state of emergency this week, it's still hard for my heart to leap into full hope when for the eight years I've been here, every single night there are people sleeping out front, there are people sleeping out back, I can't walk from wherever we're parking our cars in that garage or the one over on Wilshire without crossing paths with multiple people who don't have homes. And when people wanting help come to our doors in the week, I honestly cringe inside when I refer them to local agencies because I know these agencies are so overburdened They won't get a bed tonight. And then repeated killings of black people, black men, and I as a white woman, I can't know what it's like to live in a black or brown body, but as a white person, I ache and I flail around trying to find a foothold in dealing with racism. And I also confess, maybe I'm making a mistake right now, bringing the weight of all this so heavily up here. But my guess is I'm not alone. I'm not even touching the personal stuff that touches our lives. I feel a lot like the famed civil rights leader in the 60s, Fannie Lou Hamer, who wrote and gave a speech titled, I'm Sick and Tired of being sick and tired. And I wonder if deep in the hearts of the disciples who were on that mountaintop with Jesus, if they were in the same space, or if they were in the same space when they started following Jesus, being sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I am actually grateful this morning to have this brilliant reminder of the hope that's at the heart of our faith. This is hope that has in the past fed me and sustained me. It's hope that brought me into relationship with God in the first place, with Jesus. And it's hope that over and over again has led me to discover the healing power of God's love in my own life and in lives of many of you and people I love. And I have discovered those moments and found those moments that God actually can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine for ourselves and for the world. And this is the power and the grace and the love that I'm grateful to have right in our face this morning. Jesus transfigured. 
visibly change from human form into divine form, you know, glowing through inside out, glowing clothes, dazzling white. And Jesus' followers, maybe us, up on the mountain, witnessing this, the awe and the wonder. I actually started imagining, like, what if that Jesus right up there, giant Jesus who looks at us every day, arms outstretched, what if he were to come alive? What if he were to glow white? What if he were to start wiggling up there? And then have God's voice, boom, this is my son, the beloved, and with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Can you imagine right now that voice booming in the sanctuary, Jesus, my son, listen to him? It would be terrifying. We'd probably be diving under the pews, cowering in the same way Peter, James, and John cowered in fear. Because that light, the enormity of that light, of which we get little glimpses through the colors up there, that light reached straight into their hearts. And is there in the gospel reading, straight into our hearts, into their pain, into our pain. The enormity of God's power and God's transformative love shining brightly on every nook and cranny of their souls. Both the joys and the hurts lighting up the places that need God. And I need that vision. I need that reminder that God is so much bigger than anything I can imagine. But even more than that, I need what comes next. Is what comes next after that extraordinary moment and that moment of fear and terror for the disciples is that Jesus goes back to normal human size. And he comes to them like he comes to us. And he touches them. Do not be afraid, he says. Jesus' touch, throughout scripture we see it as the embodiment of his compassion, his healing power, his courage-inducing touch. And he asks them not to fear. Jesus, now present in the ordinary, Jesus, the absolutely extraordinary, transfigured, revealed, right there in the ordinary, telling them, telling us, do not be afraid. And he walks with them down the mountain. He walks with them down the mountain into the pain and suffering of their lives. And they're not alone. I think in the same way, we absolutely are not alone either. This power and this love that it's so much greater than us is there with us, whether we feel it or not, shining upon us, walking with us down the mountain into the world. Now, Jesus had told them right before the, this moment of transfiguration, he told them he'd be crucified. And so they know whether they're walking down or whether they can really comprehend it or not, that they're walking back down into pain and they're walking into the face of 
what they're probably feeling, or I guess they're feeling, some level of hopelessness. Will this love live on? I think this is where Jesus lives in our lives, in that, in that sacred space, that delicate space, that liminal space between hopelessness and hope, walking with us. And so I look at other people and other examples around in the history of Christianity in our lives today of who is walking with this hope amidst the hopelessness. I see the head of the Absalom Jones Center for Racial Healing, Professor Catherine Meeks. I see the great work she's doing on healing and the creative work that invites us to do interior work wherever we are on the spectrum of racial racism. And she asks, what would it be like for the transforming energy of love to change us? A love that's rooted in absolute unvarnished truth, not prettied up truth. Love in light of the gospel this morning, love that lives down at the bottom of the mountain in the hurts and pains of the world. This is the awe and love we need. So my prayer this morning is that we may all see the hope, really see the glory of God, Jesus transfigured, light, God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. God's whose power and love and glory may, may inflame and kindle rekindle hope in our lives. And may this love of God, this glory of God, not only kindle the hope, rekindle the hope, but invite us into being transfigured as well so that we may radiate with light in all that we do.